0: Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of The Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. On today's episode, we're giving you West Virginia football updates. But before we begin, The gift that keeps on giving conference realignment, Ryan, we did it. We're I guess, officially the big 16, not really officially the big 16 yet. Uh, This will all happen in 2024, but Arizona, Arizona state, Utah, the four corner schools, I guess, minus new Mexico, will be joining the big 12 conference, Ryan. It's, it's been a crazy two weeks. One of the craziest Augusts, probably ever in the history of sports. What are your
1: thoughts on all of this? uh it's good to be as a West Virginia fan and I think I could speak for everybody watching this show and everybody in the state of West Virginia it's good to be on the right side of conference realignment I mean we went through those days where you're potentially not the unknown of what league you're going to play in next back in 2011 2012 when all those schools from the Big East got up and left Uh, a bunch of our rivals in fact Pitt Syracuse Uh, Louisville, they go from the Big East to the ACC. Then Texas and Oklahoma get up and leave here, what, two years ago now? And it kind of – the Big 12 was in limbo, but you got to give Bob Bowlesby credit adding those four schools that we talked about this year coming in, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU. Then uh, Brett Yormark takes over the reins last summer, and he said, to quote him exactly, we are open for business, and that's exactly what happened. He adds the four corner schools, Colorado – Utah, and the Arizonas. Uh, We'll give Arizona State uh, a mulligan, I guess. We'll we'll pretend like they didn't say that. Uh, You know, if I was him, I probably wouldn't want to come down to Morgantown and get beat down by uh, three touchdowns on on the football field or 20 on the basketball court either. It's a long travel back to Tempe. But uh, let's leave for all the new Pac-12 schools. Let's put aside our ego and our elitist uh, mentality that you're better than everybody you're not. The Big 12 bailed out. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. So don't come in and act like the Big 12 or you're doing the Big 12 a favor. This is a partnership and the unity in this league is as strong as ever. We don't need another Texas and Oklahoma acting like that they're better than everybody else. And and Arizona State and Utah are not on Texas and Oklahoma's level anyway when it comes to brands.
0: Something I really like about this new league, Ryan, is you kind of basically have it split up now like, the old eight and new eight is what it will yeah. kind of be next year. Like this, yeah. the cause each got added four by four and then you'll have the remainder. And it seems like whether it was true or not, it seems like every preseason um, you would have Texas and Oklahoma at the top. And for a while is, you know, Oklahoma will is most likely going to win the big 12. We started to kind of see it uh, come to fruition these last couple years where we see teams that weren't Oklahoma or Texas, win the Big 12, which was nice. And something that I really like that the Big 12 is doing and that your mark is doing is one, we're going to be the conference of parody. We're going to be the conference of the middle class, right? Because even the SEC, you might have Alabama, but then you have Vanderbilt there at the bottom. We're going to be the conference of anyone can be anywhere at any time. And we're going to be the conference of, yeah, maybe the favorite to win uh, the Big 12 each year for football. It, it might change year by year. And I think when you have that, and you kind of label it as, hey, maybe we're not going to be the best team, best league, pardon me. Maybe we won't win the college football playoff, but hey, that could change when they, when they expand to 12 here. We'll see what next year brings us, uh, but we're going to be the most fun league, and we're going to do it right. I made, I made the analogy is we're not going to be the academic fraternity, but we're going to be that fun fraternity that everyone wants to go to party with and have a good time.
1: No, absolutely, and that's why I take my jabs at Arizona State coming out of the gates because it's like, hey, man, you're not Stanford. like That's not your culture at Arizona State to start with. Let's be honest here. Yes, Morgantown is a fun place to be. It's a fun college town. Arizona State is West Virginia of the desert. They like to party. They (laughs) like to have a good time. Let's call a spade a spade here. You stop acting all Ivy League on us like you're Stanford or Cal or or Harvard. Come on, man, so – I thought Rem Baker's tweet was perfect. There's two kinds of people in this world: people who've been to West Virginia and people who haven't. Obviously, uh, Ray Anderson at Arizona State has not. It sounds like he does. He doesn't want to, and that's fine. You know, we don't need. We don't need him here. He doesn't need to come here and watch his team lose by three touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited about the future of this league and what potentially could be next. Whether it's only basketball additions. Or we add some football uh, schools as well here once the ACC thing, I guess, situates itself because things are weird there in the ACC right now. The, it seems like are- they're the next one to fall.
0: And West Virginia is not going back to the ACC. We're saying that now you don't want to go back to the ACC. I I made this analogy, right? I'll I'll make it one last time because it's a good analogy, right? The ACC 10 years ago was that popular girl in high school that you had a crush on and she wouldn't go out with you. And now she has two kids, is overweight, has a drinking problem. And it's like, oh, now I'd like to date you. Yeah, we're good. We're happy in the big 12. And it was we probably, you know, us thinking not getting into the ACC at that time and having to go big 12, a lot of people were upset by it, but Hey, what a blessing in disguise, right? So before I want to talk about one more thing with the big 12 community, and then we'll start kind of getting into what these three schools bring along with, are we going to add some basketball only is on uh, across social media, especially Twitter or, or the X, whatever people want to call it <laughs> nowadays is I have never seen like. I guess just a community come together so strong in the big 12, these Twitter spaces being, being held by like Oklahoma, Iowa state fans and Kansas state fans and coming together, just saying like, we're excited for this league because even though we'll, you know, when it comes to football, we'll, we'll go back to hating each other again when football and basketball come around the corner. Don't get me wrong. But right now it's this, this moment of unity is great. And I do want to give a, a special shout out to uh, it's on Twitter at, Uh, new big 12 um yes he he's the one design he we reached out to him we thought he created a really great graphic and we're like hey we got an episode where we're talking about this today can we use it as our thumbnail we'll give you a shout out so here definitely shout out we'll put his twitter description in it but like things like that is like hey do you mind yes It, it it's been really good and positive to to see what's coming in and i do think arizona state and and Utah fans are coming around realizing, oh, yeah, I guess we, we kind of did need them. Um, as as I was making a joke growing up, uh, mo- modern history is not a reflection of the BYU versus Utah rivalry uh, under Lavelle Edwards. And for the longest time, uh, BYU was kicking the you know what out of Utah. Um, of course, things changed when they went to the Pac-12 and independent. So, hey, it, it happens. But I do think what you bring with, with these three schools, it solidifies that uh, extra time zone where football now you're getting those 10 15 games now you're getting those you know five, you got now you have all five time slots when it comes to to college basketball as well you're doing what your mark has is, is said and hey let's you know if we're, if conferences aren't going to be defined by regions anymore well let's 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 dominate all of them and in a way you still we'll get to the ACC in a second but you have potential here to kind of bring back that old big east still have a little bit core of the original Big 12 and then have those old whack rivalries where Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, BYU, Colorado, like those guys, I guess Colorado was part of Big 12, but those old whack rivalries, there were some serious and insane games going on. So bringing back the traditions of the old under a new umbrella, I think the Big 12 is doing it right. And I think they're doing it in a tasteful way. And I think we'll figure out whether they'll split up into divisions or pods, but there still will be that regional touch there. so i I, I really think this big twelve what we're seeing it shaped up is 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 going to be the best of both worlds.
1: A hundred percent and it, they remain by far the best basketball league. So on the football field, the the identity top to bottom, the most balanced football league don't have any weak teams. I think that stays true. I mean, probably the worst team. Well, I mean, I guess if you you go by the poll, we are, but that's not true. Uh, I guess probably the worst program right now would be maybe Arizona State or or Houston. I mean, you take your pick.
0: Maybe Colorado. There is a couple rebuilding years. We got to see what Colorado's made of. And who knows with the
1: the Iowa state betting stuff, what they're yeah. going to be this year. <laughs> Kansas still has got to put it back, uh, together back to back years, but there's not like a clear cut dud. Like we've had with Kansas over the years where they are by far the worst team. We don't have that anymore. It goes year to year, Colorado oh. probably, but they've had the history. They're going to get that thing going. And from a basketball standpoint, I don't think people, obviously Arizona, they're a, they're fringe blue blood. So they're going to contend with Kansas. That's going to be a great rivalry to awesome. watch over the years. But I mean, you look at it. Uh, Joey Brackett over at Bracketology actually released his Bracketology uh, like an hour before we came on. West <laughs> Virginia's just... in the field as of right now, so yeah, uh, we'll talk about. Yeah, haven't we're, even we're, had a football snap, but we're going to March Madness, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're we're so we're on the right side of the bubble, so we're already on the bubble in August. But Colorado's in the field, Utah and Arizona State are on the outside looking in, so you're getting more quality basketball programs. You're getting top 100 basketball programs. And I know that's the last thing anybody, it's like, oh my God, we got to go play Arizona, Arizona State at Utah, at Colorado, and they're all pretty good at basketball. But hey, man, that's what he wants to do. Top to bottom, by far the best basketball league. So when this TV contract gets around to this next round of uh, funding, he's able to market both basketball and football separately. Yeah. And what the next round is
0: 2030?
1: Yes. Around
0: then. And hey, by then we may have an answer on some of these ACC schools that we can really get more money on because I know we're talking about uh, Florida State and Clemson are trying to bolt and that could create a a ripple effect. And next thing you know, we had Virginia Tech, we had Pitt, we had NC State, we had Louisville into the mix. And I'll tell you what, that that would be pure insanity. But uh, before we get to that, There is still rumors going around that the Big 12 is open for business in the extent of basketball-only members, specifically UConn and Gonzaga. Ryan, especially this being your realm, college basketball being the former video coordinator for Bob Huggins, what are your thoughts on this? And if this were to happen, what do you see as a timetable for this happening?
1: So I just talked about we got 16 teams in the top 75. So hey, you know what we should do? We should go add UConn and Gonzaga yeah. to, uh, to uh, 18 the of the top 75. Teams. Yeah, oh yeah, including <laughs> two more top 10 programs. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, I know Kansas fans don't want to hear that because they don't like having these uh, fringe blue bloods. I guess UConn is a blue blood. They've won five national championships in the last 25 years. Kansas doesn't like uh, these new programs coming in and and uh, rocking their throne a little bit here. So what I think it would do, adding a UConn or Gonzaga, it goes back to the whole thing. He wants to separate basketball, football, take this to another level, brand the Big 12. We've seen it, at Big 12 in Mexico. Uh, they did camps at Rucker Park this uh, summer. What ultimately the goal is, and he's been kind of hinting at this, The big 12 tournament is going to be played in New York city within the next five years. And I know Kansas fans are crushing me on Twitter. We're a Midwest league. Hey, newsflash. We're a four time zone league. Now I hate to break it to you. You're not the only school that matters anymore. Get UConn that opens up the New York city market. You get Gonzaga, you got Arizona that opens up Vegas. You can rotate it. I think we all agree. Kansas city should be the primary destination still but of that course. doesn't mean you can't rotate it to New York, Vegas. And we've seen the Mountaineers, man, 2010 at the Garden for all, for that mm. Big 12 tournament. I mean, Mountaineer Nation would love it back at the Garden, potentially. So I think that's the ultimate goal. Get UConn, get Gonzaga, open up those two markets in uh, New York City and Vegas.
0: Yeah, even maybe out of Denver in there with Colorado, a year that Chicago. the Big Ten is in in Chicago. At Chicago, Big Ten fans don't want to hear it, but hey, if you're not using it, we'll have no problem yeah. using Chicago. I think that what this leads to, Ryan, is going to be a 20-team football league and a 24-team basketball league. I think those other yeah. 20 teams to get us to 16, like I said, we're, it's going to be Louisville, uh, Virginia Tech, NC State, and Pitt, which would be great to, as much as we hate Pitt, you know, we need each other. We need the backyard brawl being played Thanksgiving weekend every year. Um, uh, the twenty-four teams we've talked about: Gonzaga and UConn, and then you know the other two maybe can kind of be up. Maybe Memphis. I'm kind of yeah. a I'm kind of a Creighton guy. Let's get a Nebraska kind of Creighton and um a, like a Villanova. I think would yeah. be awesome. Philly the problem. Yeah. I think you would get with yeah. The, then you open up the Philly market too. The problem I think what you get with Memphis. I don't think Memphis would do it without their football team as well so yeah that, I, that that's it yeah. yeah they're 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 fringe so i think that's where you open up but i think that's kind of where you start seeing this is a 20 20 24 league whatever you want to call it so uh gonna be interesting i saw that we had uh the big 16 we officially do own the naming rights um but hey we'd love to hear throw in the comment section let us know uh on twitter what you think would be a great name of this of this new conference hell the, the problem with the naming stuff is you may by the time you figure out a name, two more teams have been added, and it's like, oh, here we go again. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, don't forget to carry the one. Yeah, <laughs> when, exactly. when you're trying to add up all these teams. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, transitioning, Ryan. Over talk. Let's talk a little bit of West Virginia football. Um, going on, kind of to give ourselves a little bit of credit. Back in February. When West Virginia football, they were losing everyone in the portal. Uh, They released the big 12 schedule. We were just getting whacked, man. We said this, this Mountaineer team, they're not a two loss team. They're not a four loss team. They do. They have a better chance at eight wins. You know, we're, we're, we're saying that probably six wins, you know, six and six go to a bowl is it personally, I'll say that for me is kind of what I'm feeling, what I think this season's going to be, but Hey, we're the ones, you know, telling everyone, kind of talking them off the edge. It's never as bad as it seems. It's never as good as it seems. And now we finally, around the Twitter world and and other outlets that aren't just West Virginia-based outlets, are saying, "Watch out for the Mountaineers. They might be this year's underrated team." It's like, well, we tried to tell you guys four months ago, but hey, at least finally, better late than never, finally picking up. And Ryan, I know it you got to play the games, you know, it, all this is just talk until the games are actually being played, but I'm glad to see that West Virginia is finally at least getting some, they're due at least in the preseason. Cause we're not, you know, we've broken down this team on other platforms. We've broken it down on our platforms. We're going to even go even deeper here in the next coming weeks with positional previews, but this is not a bad team, Ryan.
1: No, no. And I think it started opening up people's eyes when PFF put out the first team all PFF graphic and the Mountaineers had three members on the offensive line. That That's not a last place team. You don't have three out of the top five offensive linemen and you finish 14th in the league. There's a calm, cool collectiveness right now coming from that uh, coaching staff, Neil Brown. He's in, in uh, previous years, I feel like they oversold their team. They were trying to talk it into existence. They mm-hmm. were pressing. They're they're not promising anything this year. That's more, hey man, we'll see. It's more under promise and they're going to over deliver, which I think we can all agree we've been over promised and under delivered in previous years. So uh, both both sides of the football, uh, coaching staff, whether it's Matt Moore on the offensive line or Andrew Jackson on the defensive line, they're talking about how much depth they have uh compared to previous years so that's kind of where we have pointed at uh why we like the Mountaineers to get over that four and a half win total and get to a bowl it's it's it all starts in the trenches and and I think Garrett Green man I think people are sleeping on him as well I think he's gonna have a good year when he finally gets his number called
0: from a mentality standpoint it it, Mm -hmm. I always really like it when we're the underdog Right. It's 100%. when we've, when we've kind of played the favorite, you know, those will Greer years. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those were some great games And in, in, but you know, towards the end it fizzled out right when we're the West Virginia does best when we're not expected to do our best and going forward is I would like us to be favorites and be able to back it up. We'll get there. We'll approach there when, when, when that can become a thing again, but uh Hey, it's kind of like every the Big 12 and and, and the rest of uh, college football media is playing right into our hands. It's like, oh, we're going to get down. We're going to get down on West Virginia. It's good. We have you where give us no expectations. That's when we thrive and that's what we do our best. And we talked about it with Neil Brown's press conference last week. He has this calm confidence about him where he's like, like, guys, I, I, I know there's been some controversial stuff. I know I've made my mistakes. I know, you know, we've needed to figure out play calling, but we're not a two to four win team. Like, give it, give us some credit. And it was close it, to
1: eight and four last year.
0: I, I, I know. Yeah. And we usually see that, right? Swing around the phone. Everything has a weird thing of evening itself out. Like we've talked about. Watch out. TCU might have a little bit of a stumble because of all those miraculous, you know, hurrying and, you know, beating Baylor, getting the field goal unit out on the, on the field and games like, I mean, hell, the game in, uh, in the Morgantown. That should have been a West Virginia win, but, those things have a way of evening themselves out. I think there is more continuity with this year's team. And I think there is more of a team mindset of, hey, we're all in this together. So that's the impressions I'm getting from these press conferences. That's the impressions I'm getting from the community here in Morgantown. And I'm really excited for this football season, man. I think I think good things are going to happen. And I think good things could even happen in Happy Valley. Um, week one, not even necessarily saying a win. Oh, don't get me wrong. If, if there's a win, we'll be going live right away. Ryan might might have a couple <laughs> beers in us, and who knows what we'll say. But at least make that game up like a moral victory type, and 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 they can do that, and then just run from, with it from there.
1: Yeah, and uh, I saw the video surfacing. Charles Wesley Godwin was talking to the team yesterday. They seem to really be embracing that 14th uh, ranking. I, mm-hmm. I think that – which is good. I mean, it humbles you, and you, you remember. All that matters is the 53 – or I guess it's more than 53 in college football, but you know what I'm saying. It, that roster, all that matters is those men in that that locker room, and they believe in one another. And I know that sounds corny, but that, that really is. You don't need the press – you don't need ESPN telling you you're going to go 10-2. and two. Save that for the Texases of the world for them to underachieve. I, I, I'm with you. I think uh, they're going to show up to play against Penn State. That's going to be that's going to be a heck of a football game. Penn State's got a really really good defense, but they're getting crowned a little bit by the national media right now. They're already talking about how they can beat Ohio State and Michigan. I think the Mountaineers are catching them at a right time to mm-hmm. keep it close and and honestly, I think they have a chance to win the game. I think it's yeah. going to be a close game.
0: Yeah, I I I like that we're catching them first and we we don't know anything about their new quarterback. Clifford's gone too. Yeah. And here's the thing in college football is yeah, I get NIL deals. I get it's a different game, but you still have 18 to 23 year olds. You still have that, those, the amateur knit ish of, of a sport. You still have, you know, injuries are a really real, real thing. And we, we never cheer for that or we never want that, but there are so many factors and variables that go into college football. I personally think more than the pros, but especially going into college football, that anything can happen at any time. That's, what's great about the sport of football any given Sunday right as as we talk about so we're 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 still riding high on the mountaineers Ryan we're excited about this new big 16 maybe 18 maybe 24 uh we'll call it the big 12 for for right now uh until next year but hey the future the future is bright in Morgantown and across the big 12 we love you all and we'll we'll see you soon
1: no mountaineers